Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Wide open at the moment. Traffic sponsored by Wendy's. Right now at Wendy's, kickstart your morning with the new breakfast burrito with loads of bacon, seasoned potatoes, fresh cracked eggs, and more. It's a complete breakfast in one hand, only at participating U.S. Wendy's. I'm Matt Bear with Traffic on the Fives. Follow us at WIBC Traffic. Say it right. Burrito. Say it right. <laughs> breakfast, breakfast burrito. Wait, hold yes, on. but you were, you were talking about potatoes, but you said it wrong. Oh, yes. Yeah. Seasoned potatoes. With Thank Chris- you. Yeah, good. Thank you. Good at this. Stick with the marketing, son. <laughs> Stick with what you learned. <laughs> Tara Hastings, Wish TV meteorologist. You don't get this on Wish. I, I, we do not. No, no. we do not. Burrito. Not is that right? Uh, is that right? Burrito, and then there is potato. 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 Mm. That's, that's the way he says it. He, do, he does the live read for Wendy's, and uh, was, this, was this one for Wendy's? Yeah, yeah, Wendy's yeah. season and, and uh and uh it's 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 burrito and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. I love yeah. it. Look at that, Matt. Sold <laughs> another one. I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. good at this. There you go. What's love the weather? It. Hey, the news as it's breaking 95 billion dollars this is the united states senate just moments ago passing their national security supplemental no nothing for the border it is funding for ukraine israel and taiwan it was a vote 70 to 29 this was a vote that they tried to filibuster mike lee did a four-hour filibuster um on saturday he was continuing to try and filibuster Early this morning, $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 for Israel, $9 billion in humanitarian assistance for Gaza, $5 billion for the Indo-Pacific. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Anybody who would give $9 billion in humanitarian assistance for Gaza is giving $9 billion to Hamas. You're nuts. Well, we're going to make sure it gets to where it needs to be. Tell me how that worked with weapons for Ukraine, that you've got billions you can't account for. Oh, it's only a billion? I'm sorry, it's only a billion. Accountability matters. But this is DOA coming to the House. Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, put this out yesterday. A full and complete statement. Quote, House Republicans were crystal clear from the very beginning of discussions that any so-called national security supplemental legislation must recognize that national security begins at our own border. The House acted 10 months ago to help enact transformative policy change by passing the Secure Our Border Act. And since then, including today, the Senate has failed to meet the moment. This is very true. Schumer refused to take it up. And then we got told, well, here, here's legislation. You have to pass this. Otherwise, you're not serious about the border. None of that was true. It was all political from the beginning. 
The legislation created a tremendous amount of issues, including a little bit of two-sidedness. Oh, yes, we're going to not allow these people to claim asylum, but the Secretary of Homeland Security, he can grant asylum to whomever he or she chooses. Well, that's weird. That's weird. One-two punch. 5,000 people, you allow 5,000 people to come to the border, make a claim for asylum before you shut it down? What if they don't make a claim? What happens to them? And secondly, why 5,000? Why not 500 or 50 or 5? Or no one. And what are we actually going to do about the labor piece, which is actually needed in the United States? But how do you do that without recognizing the humanitarian piece? Not of people being trafficked across the border, which is pure evil, but for the American citizens here who are suffering because of the lax border policy. So there's a lot to this. A lot. But now the Senate has said, okay, no border bill, fine. We'll just give this $95 billion around. And the House is saying, no, 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 no. Quote, the mandate of national security supplemental legislation was to secure America's own border before sending additional foreign aid around the world. It is what the American people demand and deserve. Now, writes Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, in the absence of having received any single border policy change from the Senate, the House will have to continue to work its own will on these important matters. America deserves better than the Senate's status quo. We don't care that you sent us this funding. We're not, we're not going to vote on it. We're not going to sign it. We're going to do the border first because Americans come first because the border comes first. And on this, I think they are right. You're going to hear screaming and yelling. These people don't care. They're making an argument that is sound and an argument that should be made. I want support for Israel. I want it. But the border, that, that these things have to be ranked. The border has to get solved or at least started towards a better border situation. That has to come first. And this is what Americans are saying. So listen to their will. Listen to them. Get it done. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. All-Star Weekend, the NBA coming to Indianapolis. If you're already here, welcome, enjoy, be safe, spend all your money. Would you please just spend all your money, spend it locally, spend it all, don't go home with a dime. That's all I could ask for. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning, there are things happening all over. I've asked, if if you're a restaurant that still has an available table, let us know. You're a, you're a hospitality venue that, that still has an open table, let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll push it. We'll talk about it. I know that the, the, the kickoff kickoff takes place Thursday because I and Eat, Drink, Smoke will be at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis. Okay, sure. Guy Fieri of Food Network is going to be there, too. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Creator of the Knuckle Sandwich Cigar by Espinosa. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to be there if you want to see him. But I'll be there with Fingers Malloy doing Eat, Drink, Smoke. So, I mean, that's a reason to go. I, I, I don't even know if there are still tickets available. you got to talk to Blend about that. But I will be there. Blendbarcigar.com. I will, I will be there for that. Uh, it will be good. Uh, I, 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 we are not doing a book signing that I know. But if you bring a book, we will sign it. We, we will do that. No, we, we're doing a whole thing. 
But then again, I think people showing up for Guy Fieri. I, I personally find it insulting. But while, he, while, while he's there, we may talk to him a, a little bit. And the cigar, I mean, Espinosa is probably, Espinosa and Placencia are probably doing the best work uh, in America right now. I mean, I, I, I mean I, I'm not trying to compare them to J.C. Newman or, or, or Arturo Fuente or Davidoff. It, people like what they like. But in terms of just making the splash, making a hit, this incredible line of cigars they both have. And what Espinosa Cigars has created, it's excellent stuff. And what they do with Guy Fieri, it's called the Knuckle Sandwich, because that's actually, I think that's Guy Fieri's uh, um, production company. It's it's very well done. So that's Thursday. Uh, we'll, we'll see you there. There are a couple of things going on in the state of Indiana. First, a lot of anger that Governor Holcomb has signed legislation that as described this by indianapublicmedia.org would reduce Indiana's wetlands. Lots and lots and lots of conversation about this. Look at what Governor Holcomb is doing. He's making uh, Indiana uh, a dangerous place. He's going to destroy the environment. Can you woe up? You angry, angry, silly people. Can we start with a, a, a question? Um, what were the protections and were they onerous? Was this keeping people from being able to develop their own land? We see this in many places as people try and utilize things like waters of the U.S. and, and, and other pieces of legislation to prevent people from being able to live their lives. The loss of wetlands, I'm not arguing the importance, but not everything is a wetland because you decide it is because environmentally you are a cultist and not rational. So in this legislation, House Enrolled Act 1383, I believe it is, it lowers the number of wetlands that could fall into a class three, which would be the most protected group. And I think the question is, should they have been in that category to begin with? And I've seen nobody really address that. I would love an answer to the question. But I'm not going to listen to the Indiana Democratic Party just scream about, look at what they're doing to the environment. That's all you scream about anything. If you're not willing to give basis, if there's no way to ask, wait, should all these things been pushed this way to begin with? Well, then I don't know what you're doing. I have no idea what you're doing. That brings us to the Indiana Supreme Court. This is a challenge by John Rust, Roseacre Farms, egg egg farmer as he describes himself when he introduced himself to me. He wants to run for Senate, and to do that, he needs to be able to be on the ballot to be able to challenge Jim Banks, congressman from the Indiana 3rd, who, who is running. There's a conversation about how one gets on the ballot. You have to have voted in in primaries in in your party, but he didn't do that. So you can have a uh, county chairperson sign off on your candidacy and you can be on the ballot. The chairperson won't do that. Is this a rational way uh, to allow somebody onto a ballot? I'm a believer that people who want to run should be allowed to run. I absolutely believe that. And I think that it is it is onerous to put levels of restrictions on. I've, I've always felt this way. So now the Supreme Court of Indiana is hearing this. I have no idea how they're going to go. 
certainly the argument is about changing the rules, not necessarily about the specific person. I have heard the ads on WIBC that Rust runs, I'll tell you as clear as day, I, 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 I don't even begin to get it. I, I find the ads to be just shocking in, 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 in their statements. I have not reached out to John Rust to do an interview as of yet because I wanted to see what was going to go on here. And I'm still waiting to see what's going on here. But I, we, we, we will see how this ends up, and then we'll, we'll have a conversation. So these are two things going on in Indiana that I wanted to get to. Across the country... Uh, One must address Tucker Carlson. It's the popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's the story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. And for everybody listening to the live stream, which is growing uh, daily, uh, I think we fixed it. We used to have this thing in the live stream that when the popcorn moment started, all those people listening on the live stream would get a commercial. Or like, why is this? Why is this happening? And I think I think uh, the team got it figured out. Uh, Producer Carl and the engineering team. So well done, well done, well played. Tucker Carlson. He does an interview with Vladimir Putin. Oh my gosh, an interview with Putin. He's a useful idiot. You're not a useful idiot for doing an interview. You're just upset that he got the interview and you didn't. Then he speaks at the World Government Summit and says this. How did that happen? How did that happen? And at a certain point, I don't think the average person cares as much about abstractions as about the concrete reality of his life. And if you can't use your subway, for example, as many people are afraid to in New York City because it's too dangerous, you have to sort of wonder, like, isn't that the ultimate measure of leadership? And that's true. By the way, it's radicalizing for an American to go to Moscow. I didn't know that. I've learned it this week. To Singapore, to Tokyo, to Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Because these cities, no matter how we're told they're run and on what principles they're run, are wonderful places to live. That don't have rampant inflation. We're not going to get raped. Sir, and excuse so, me. What is that? My God, that's ridiculous. And now people can use the useful idiot tag. That's ridiculous. The argument that we are not enforcing laws in our country like we should, is an argument for how we vote, is an argument for the decay, is an argument for the problem you have in a free society. But don't bring up unfree societies and tell me how great it is. Next, you're going to tell me how incredible China's train system is. China's train system is completely inconsequential to all the Hong Kongers they throw in jail or the Uyghur Muslims that they imprison while offering up state-sanctioned rape. What are you talking about? This is a nutty comment, Tucker. It's it, 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 Moscow is a better city. I've never been to Moscow. I, I've heard from people who've been to Moscow. They're like, no, no. St. Petersburg, maybe, but Moscow, no. And none of it matters because why would you live under Putin who will simply grab you from your house and throw you into the war in Ukraine because you're just another body to use at his disposal? America is terrible. Abu Dhabi is what we should look up to. Now, fixing our own house, that much is true. Look up to Abu Dhabi, regardless of their system. Their system is what matters. And us not living up to what our system should do, that's the problem. 
Not well, their system clearly works, so we should go towards that authoritarian landscape. Holy hell. That's nuts. Surreal. And yes, I would do the Tucker Carlson interview and discuss exactly this. Exactly this. Happy to. Now, when you asked what's up, Fishers, you meant it, right? Yeah, I did. I love Fishers, man. All right, just making sure. You're not, you're not just saying that to say it. They're up in the ham, you know? The ham county. The, the oh, Hamilton is that what county. they call it? Yeah, the ham, man. It's, it's, it's like the region except Hamilton County. Just They give people nicknames, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know they called it the ham. But I, I mean, they being everybody here in the WIBC traffic center. I, I think that might be. It might be an exclu- exclusive thing for us. I, I, I don't know. but it's, uh, maybe, maybe it's just a, a Matt Bearism. <laughs> well, there's only one of us in the WIBC traffic center. So right? The, 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 the ham, like, like uh, potato. <laughs> right. Right. Season potato. They serve those up in the ham. Uh, you have got like yeah. your own language going. I on. was thinking about that the other night, man. I do. I, I have like this old, you know, I'm like, you need a decoder pen to uh, decipher what I'm saying half the time. You really do. It's a language. I don't know. I'm like, how does anybody listen to this? I don't know. <laughs> That's a great question. It's the worst I question don't, to ask yourself when you're in this industry. I don't know at all. Huh. How about this that? Is the show. This yeah. is it, people. This is the whole thing. <laughs> Does anybody listen to me on the radio? Oh, that was cathartic, though. That felt good. Oh, <laughs> one now. Feel great. Are we done now? Yes. Good. 30 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 737. <laughs> Sam Altman wants trillions trillions for AI. Um, I don't know if he's right. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC. Good morning. The AI is everywhere. The AI is dictating. The AI is controlling. We see this in so many spots. We see how it, it is utilized everywhere. And some of it is just stunning. We're, we are using it when we, when we make video. We're using it to take the video and create shorts out of it. You can utilize the AI to do that. It's, it's a time saver. That much is true. There are reasons. There's, there's a value to a, to a fair amount of this. There's not a, a value to every part of it. Trillions of dollars. Now, Sam Altman is the guy over there at OpenAI. He is the one who all of a sudden they they fired and people are like, are you completely out of your mind? And some other group was like, we will take you right now. Here's all the money. And then uh, I think it was uh, Microsoft was like, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like like the, the guy from uh, from Airplane unplugging the lights on the runway. Right now, Sam Altman, who is the CEO of OpenAI, is trying to raise five to seven trillion dollars to manufacture AI chips. This is where we're at. This is coming. As a matter of investments, I get why people are invested here. 
I absolutely get it. As a matter of what does this do for us versus what does this do to us, I think that's a conversation we still need to have in great measure. What does this do to us? I get levels of what does it do for us. Are we prepared for this AI world? And so far my answer is, oh God, no. Now sometimes the world comes whether you're prepared or not. But maybe slowing down isn't the worst idea in the world. I don't think I'm going to get my way. I think Sam Altman's going to get his $5 trillion. The question is, what comes next? I, I, I don't have an answer. I just have fear in that one. <laughs> That's all I've got. By the way, this, this, is, this is really me. This is not AI. Often imitated, never duplicated. Well, at least not yet. Maybe $5 trillion can do that. Tony Katz, maybe it'll be a thinner me. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. We have your leaving. That's okay. The past four months, as the war has raised, the Palestinian people have also suffered unimaginable pain and loss. Too many, too many of the over 27,000 Palestinians killed in this conflict have been innocent civilians and children, including thousands of children. And hundreds of thousands have no access to food, water, or other basic services. Blame Hamas. When Senator Chris Van Hollen takes to the well of the Senate to say that Israel is guilty of war crimes, Chris Van Hollen could go to hell in a handbasket. Your expectation is for a nation to do nothing. Your expectation would never be applied to the United States. You apply it to Israel. I see you. The problem with Joe Biden's statement as he makes it in front of King Abdullah of Jordan when uh, he comes to visit the White House is that Joe Biden has laid out that his desire is to keep Israel from engaging in any level of fighting back. There is no desire from Joe Biden to think that Israel should somehow be able to protect and defend itself. He said as much in that absolutely horrific press conference that in a sane press conference that he had when he comes back to the podium I mean he, you listen to him he, he, he gets asked a question he walks back to the podium he opens up his little notebook there I'm of the view as you know that the conduct of the response in Gaza in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. You know what was over the top? Waco. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we not doing this? 
Are we not having Waco Ruby Ridge conversations now? We're going to forget what our own government can do and why they need to be checked repeatedly. What happens to others is what happens to others. What happens to American citizens is completely different. How many people are still under lock and key regarding January 6th? Israel's over the top? 1,300 people killed, babies set on fire. They're over the top? Wow. Wow. But people caught that and didn't listen to the rest. I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. Al-Sisi is the president of Egypt. The gate refers to the Rafa gate, nowhere near Mexico. This is, uh, once again, Biden in the press conference trying to tell us how mentally uh, acute he is. And people stopped there. But no, there's more. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. I've been pushing really hard, really hard, to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza. There are a lot of innocent people who are starving, a lot of innocent people who are in trouble and dying. And it's got to stop, number one. Number two, I was also in a position that I'm the guy that made the case that we have to do much more to increase the amount of material going in, including fuel, including other items. I've been on the phone with the Qataris. I've been on the phone with the Egyptians. I've been on the phone with the Saudis to get as much aid as we possibly can into Gaza. There are innocent people and innocent women and children who are also in bad, badly need of help. And so that's what we're pushing. And I'm pushing very hard now to deal with this hostage ceasefire because, as a, you know, I've been working tirelessly in this deal. How can I say this without revealing it? To lead to a sustained pause. That's what we're now hearing about. A sustained pause means Israel not responding to attacks, which will come because one does not trust a terrorist organization. If there was seriousness, it would be about Hamas being destroyed, and then how does the world move forward? But we don't hear that. So this conversation in front of King Abdullah of Jordan uh, about this idea of a sustained pause is preventing Israel from actually defending itself. It is an obscene gesture. And as Noah Rothman of, of National Review pointed out on this show, Actually, on Tony Katz today, it's a signal to Israel to not worry about it. You have to move forward because you do not have this country and this president in your corner at all. There is nothing to agree to if they're negotiating it because they're negotiating your demise. For Senator Van Hollen to refer to Israel as guilty of war crimes is too disgusting for words. Have innocent people been killed? Absolutely. And it's awful. And it's a war. And it's awful. People are crying. People are mourning. And it's awful. And it's a war. That Hamas started, and Hamas has to be destroyed for there to be peace. You say Israel has to be destroyed for there to be peace. This is why I've argued, well, then why don't we just let them fight it out? Why are we even trying? Whoever wins, wins. If you're going to somehow declare that there is moral equivalence which is laughable, let one side win. But this conversation is hiding a second conversation going on in the White House, which is about turmoil. 
This used to matter when Donald Trump was president. Somehow when Biden's president, we don't pay attention to cabinet members calling each other names and cursing at each other. Turmoil in the uh, Biden White House? I think that's a worthy discussion. Well, it used to be when Trump was president, so I guess it should still be now. We'll get to that on Tony Katz today at noon. Right now, Matt.